Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's hour three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having an awesome day as uh, we're going to talk some football here with one of our favorite football guests, Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too, as our Odyssey NFL insider Baldy joins us now here on The Fan. And a good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. It's uh, We're in a similar spot here, uh, Baldy. Dallas and Philadelphia ending way too soon. What's going on up there with all this talk about the, the roster being disconnected? Is that true? We're talking about now the ro- roster disconnected with who? The Eagles. Well, I mean, you know, they're, uh, it's a very simplistic offense. They don't have any answer for the blitzes. Um, they don't get off blocks too good in defense, and they don't cover on the back end. But you can look at the roster, and the roster is old, bloated, slow, um, and they don't look very well coached. So they have a lot of issues right there in Philadelphia. What changed? I mean, they, 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 were, they were at 10-1 and one and figuring out a way to, to get it done. Was there nothing behind the scenes that affected the chemistry that affected their play? Was it just all a, a bad execution run? No, I mean, they were waiting. I mean, even when they beat New England week one, um, everybody was kind of waiting for them to blow teams out, put four quarters of football together. And they did at times. I mean, they put the Patriots away. Um, you know, they, they played the Minnesota Vikings. And, you know, they ran for 250 yards. They played the Bucks. They ran for 200. They were running the ball earlier in a year and DeAndre Swift was having a great year. And then they kind of got away from that. Uh, and then they had all their injuries in the secondary and at linebacker. And so they picked guys up off the street and off the wire and made some trades, but uh, they never really fit into a system. Um, whatever the system is, they never really fit in and became uh, a unified group. And so that was a big part of it. And then the quarterback was injured uh, for much of the season and he didn't run anywhere like he ran a year ago when he was, you know, him and Lamar were uh, just tearing the league up, running the football. And he, he kind of got away from doing that, and they didn't have that dynamic extra edge on offense in the last six weeks of the season. What's the outlook for Philly next year? I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, Jeffrey Lurie's not going to just sit back. Like, I, I, I think they're going to make a change, at least at the coordinator's uh, level. Uh, but I would say that uh, to stand status quo right now and not do anything would be a terrible mistake. I mean, what if you bring back that same team that was dreadful the last six weeks of the season? Um, you know, and they finish they finish in the cellar. You know, oh, I the Cowboys would do that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't. I don't think Cowboys are going to finish in the cellar. I mean, the Eagles could finish in the cellar. 
So, um, you know, so I, I think that changes are coming in Philly. I don't know to what level players are telling me certain things. So, um, you know, because maybe they hear cer- certain things right now. But I would say that, you know, they're not going to stand pat at this point. I mean, at least the coordinator is going to be changed. Hey, Baldy, did, did they did they make a mistake, though, of going to Matt Patricia? Did that lose the locker room or divide the locker room when they went from the side to Patricia? Did they did they lose the players, lose some confidence in in the coach, in the head coach at that point? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, Darius Slay played for Matt Patricia in Detroit, and it couldn't have gotten worse. I mean, there was, you know, there was some really bad blood between those two now. Whether that still existed with Slay and with Patricia, it's kind of hard to think that some of the things that were said um, by a coach and a, and a player that they could just uh, forget like that never happened. But, you know, they, they went to a more simplistic approach in the secondary. They went to a more quarters approach. Uh, but they still had communication breakdowns. Sure. And then, you know, guys are, you know, there's certain guys on that defense are not in good shape. I mean, condition-wise, they're not in good shape. You know, they don't, you know, like you watch the Eagles play defense and then you go, I don't know, watch the Chicago Bears or uh, at the end of the season or go watch the Houston Texans mm. go play defense and you watch a team sprint to the football the way it's supposed to be. And there looks like there's a real effort issue um, from that side of the ball. And sometimes, uh, you know, that, that's a responsibility of the coach to get guys to play hard and the guys that don't get other guys in there that do. Yeah, it's getting pretty uh, old watching these playoff failures here in Dallas. Baldy, what do you think should happen this offseason? Are you moving on from the coach? Are you looking at maybe making a change at quarterback, both? I mean, how would you navigate this offseason if you were the GM? Well, it's been a dreadful three years. Um, You know, they beat a a really bad Tampa team uh, over the last three years in the playoffs. Uh, I think they were lucky to be there uh, at that point, but you know, it's been an ugly exit three years in a row. And so at some point you go, well, who cares if we're undefeated at home? Uh, if we are the highest scoring offensive football, who cares about any of that? When we get to the postseason, uh, none of that happens. But, you know, we don't score 30 points or 40 the way they do during the regular season. So, you know, something, you know, the, the turnovers, the pick six was pretty good play by Green Bay and a little safety rotation and a blitz. Um, they fell right into the trap. They set the cheese and they took it. So at some point you go, this is a failure of coaching at some point. Green Bay was much better prepared yeah. and played much better in a big spot. And at some point you can beat a lot of bad teams and put up big numbers against Washington and New York and maybe a, a fading Philadelphia Eagle team and think everything's fine, but everything certainly isn't fine when you saw what the Packers just did. So at some point you go, should we just stay the course? And, you know, hopefully we'll just tweak the roster a little bit. And when we get to the playoffs next year, we'll, we'll make our run. Well, three years in a row, Cowboy fans have seen that they're not ready to make a run. So at some point you go, do you blow it all up? Like Michael Irvin said, Um, or, is there another fix that's an intermediate fix that gets this team better prepared for the postseason? Because other teams look prepared for it. Houston, Texas look prepared. Green Bay Packers look prepared. Tampa Bay look prepared for the postseason. They know it's played at a different level, at a different intensity level, and they all played at that. 
Baldy, how? Oh, excuse me. How do you make your? Te- how do you? No, my fault, sir. How do you make your team tougher? Yeah, that's the million dollar question right now. Honestly, like I think it, it really does start how you practice sure. because we all know there's limitations to how you practice. Um, you know, typically a team that is great on defense is great on kickoff coverage. A lot of those players play on defense. Uh, tackling, you know, shows up on kickoff coverage when teams do get a chance. I mean, that's one little thing. But I just think that there's got to be – I mean, it comes down to coaching and the type of players you have and how, how badly they want to be coached and hard, how hard they want to be coached. And I think that's where it starts right now because of the limitations that uh, most teams have in practice. Brian Baldinger with us here on the fan. So we we know, I mean, the the coaching issues. Where are you at with the quarterback with Dak? Well, I think Dak is a good quarterback, but these you know these turnovers keep you know turning up when you can't afford them. I mean, there's four interceptions in the last two playoff losses um, that were pretty significant. And while he took care of the ball most of the season, I mean, I think Green Bay knew that you know the ball was going to C.D. Lamb and. They sort of uh, were ready for it. Uh, but we haven't seen him play. We haven't seen him elevate the team in the postseason. And ultimately, great quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks at Dallas, only get measured by how they play in the postseason. I mean, Troy Aikman's stats, Roger Starbuck's stats, I mean, those separate them from every other quarterback that played for the Cowboys, how they played in the postseason. And so – you have to make that evaluation. Is he, when the stakes get high and it's sudden death and there is no tomorrow, can you get the best out of Dak? So far, we haven't seen it. Against, because you know the defense is going to be better. They're going to be better coached. There's going to be more traps laid out there like Green Bay did. And are you able to avoid those and avoid the mistakes and elevate the guys around you? And right now, uh, it's pretty clear that when you get to that time of the year, you're not getting the best out of Dak. So, you know, at some point you go, is this the guy to lead us to a Super Bowl? Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. We'll check. Baldy, one thing was the running game never got going this year, and the Cowboys ended up with two first-team all-pro guards and then a second-team all-pro tackle in, in Tyron. Did you notice anything? I mean, it seems like if you've got three guys that are that good along the offensive line, you should be able to run the football. Well, it didn't seem like it was emphasized, and it didn't seem like it was uh, worked on throughout the season. Uh, the team that you saw in the playoffs on the other side is as diverse and creative in the run game as anyone you're going to see in this league. With what they do in the tight ends and how they shift to strengths and how the running back um, you know, cuts back and what they look to to cut back, I just didn't see that in Dallas. I didn't see the creativity in the run game. And people always think about, you know, the creativity is in the pass game. The, the creativity is in the run game just as well. And I don't see that. I don't see that from the Dallas. Now, you can say Tony Pollard isn't every down back. He got more touches he's ever gotten in his life. Maybe he's not in every down back. Maybe he's a change of pace back. Um, but I just didn't see the creativity, the diversity, and the commitment to the run game that I think is necessary to be good at it. Do you think they could be good with the personnel? They just need a better approach? Well, I think they need a bigger back. You know, I mean, they, you saw all the problems they had down the goal line and short yards this year. It showed up all the time. Um, so I think they need a bigger, more powerful back. 
because it's not necessarily, and I shouldn't say just more powerful or bigger. I, I should say a guy that really understands uh, contact balance and can just run through. Because Aaron Jones isn't a big guy, but he's a great contact runner, and he runs through contact like he did down the goal line twice um, and like he did four years ago down the goal line. Like he runs through contact. And so while he's only 200 pounds or 205 pounds, like he plays like a big back because of his contact balance. Were you surprised how distracted the Cowboys were in the first half with CD and Dak couldn't get on the same page? Yes, I was surprised. I was I was alarmed actually, because, um, did the, you know you, you had 135 completions to this guy? The whole offense ran through CD. There shouldn't be a situation if he's running a a five yard stop route on the outside and the ball sails over his head. I mean, where else is he going to be? Like he's run these routes every week, all week, sixteen. 18 targets a game. And I was, I was alarmed at how bad the, the, the throw in the end zone against Keyshawn Nixon, um, how he sailed that out the back of the end zone. I mean, I just thought that they had every single machination available, no matter what the deal. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Defense does. I, I thought the defense couldn't be right the way they connected during the season. So I was, I was highly alarmed by the disconnect between those two. What's your perspective on Jerry Jones? The, the talking point is back that maybe he undermines coaches with his ownership style. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Like uh, he talked, I mean, he's, he's the owner. If he wants to have, you know, a Jerry Jones press conference, or if he wants to have a Jerry Jones uh, radio show, I mean, he's entitled to it. Most, most owners um, are reluctant to do that, but that's Jerry's style. And if that undermines the coach, then the coach, isn't as strong as he needs to be. I, I, I don't believe that, um, that that should affect what the coach does. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if that's what undermining is, if, if that's the implication of it. Okay, so that kind of goes to, you know, he's a, he's an owner slash GM, and I was going to say, you know, I think the Cowboys right now have a better roster and they probably have a better coaching staff than the Eagles but I would bet on Philly to get to the Super Bowl next because of the difference of Howie Roseman to Jerry Jones. Mm, I don't know. Cowboys have drafted a whole lot better than the Eagles. 
I mean, I haven't seen Jordan Davis become a star player like Micah did. You know, they don't have – they haven't drafted a receiver like C.D. Lamb. I mean, I'd go through the roster and say that the Cowboys have drafted better. Tyler Smith looks better, as good to me as any lineman that the Eagles have drafted in a while. Um, you know, I mean, they brought in DeAndre Swift uh, in order to become their starting running back. They didn't draft one. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I'd go to the roster and go, uh, the Cowboys, are, I mean, they didn't draft – uh, the corners, Deron Bland or, um, you know, I mean, Diggs or, you know, pick a guy. Like, they haven't drafted those kind of players. So I would say that the draft has been better in Dallas to, to start players. All right, Baldy, uh, what is or who is the team that is the underdog this weekend that you think is going to pull it out? Mm, I don't know if Green Bay is going to pull it out, but and they're the, certainly the underdog to San Francisco. But I've seen teams play San Francisco, I mean, offensively, play the 49ers defense and have great success all year long. I saw uh, Kirk Cousins do it. I saw Joe Burrow do it. I saw Baker have success. I saw Carson Wentz drive the Rams right down the field against their number one defense and score. I mean, I've seen teams move the ball on the 49ers. So I, I think Green Bay is going to have success offensively. Now, I don't know if they're equipped. I don't know if anybody's equipped to just stop or corral the 49ers uh, offense right now, but I think that's a game that might go deep into the fourth quarter that we might be a little surprised by. We learned some things about you last week, uh, our Old Spice questions of the day to Brian Baldinger. Uh, we learned that you will, uh, you're will you a bar of soap guy in the shower, yeah, and we, we learned that you go bare hands with it. There's no loofahs, there's no washcloths, and no. Uh, you, will, you will not scrub below the knees. You'll just trust that the residual water and soap will go ahead and get that cleaned up. Uh, now this week, uh, I'm curious, uh, true or false. Every time Baldy goes number one, he's washing his hands. Uh, the false. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in germs. So I know that offends people, oh. but you know, sometimes I do. Um, but sometimes I don't Well, sometimes I'm just, you know, all right, that, that, that took care of that. I haven't been sick since, I don't know college so i just don't believe in it yeah and that was just that was just beer induced sickness that wasn't even <laughs> a virus uh towel probably usage something up, probably something i dropped on the floor and i ate <laughs> so there, there, there's no five second rule with baldy that's for sure <laughs> no, no five second rule food food time to go amen dude one of the best chicken tenders i ever ate was off the floor uh towel usage how, how many times will you use a towel baldy before you say okay this thing probably needs to get washed there's a a, a shower at NFL films that sometimes, you know, if you're in an 18 hour day, you go outside, you get a workout in, I go in the shower and kind of revive myself. It's been the same towel there for four years. <laughs> so I that, the towel's never been changed. The same wow. olive green towel. It's a little stiff right now. It's a little but stiff. Still, the still drives me off when I come out of here. <laughs> That is absolutely legendary. <laughs> Brian Baldinger with us here on the fan. Uh, okay, will will Brian Baldinger ever elect to? Oh, when when the mood strikes, I'm going to go ahead and just pee in the shower right now. Oh yeah, of course. Shower, the pool, the ocean. <laughs> yes, yeah. There's, there's no there's no harm to that. That's what the drain is for. Listen, man. Uh, you and I couldn't agree more on just about everything. So uh, we love you to death, and we look forward to next week and our continued series, Old Spice Questions of yeah, the Day with Brian Baldinger. All right, let's do it. Maybe there'll be some changes in Dallas. Who knows? Maybe. It's I, awfully quiet there right now. It, yeah, it is. is. We pray, man. We pray. Thanks, Baldy. All right. All right, take care, guys.
There he goes. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. I didn't think I could garner more respect for Baldy, but here we are. The four-year <laughs> towel. so much respect for you. <laughs> four-year towel. The four that towel, that I, towel went to college. I think we know why it's stiff. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah, a lot going on back there. Yeah. All righty, uh, well, Chuck, where are we going next? Well, I put a poll out there for the Tolos, and they responded. It is the top 10 Jim Carrey movies of all time on his Good. 62nd birthday. It's quite the celebrity birthday day. That's next. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation on the fam. We do have a rim sesh coming up at 440. Big game for the Mavs tonight. And uh, there's just a big trade in the NBA. We'll talk about that coming up in 15 minutes. It's time now for Woolchuck's Top 10 here. Segment is brought to you by our friends at the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214-418-373333. Go ahead and jump to truckwreck.com. And here he is, Zach with an H, your Wooly Bully. Thank you very much. We will get to the best Jim Carrey movies. The top 10 for Jim Carrey as it is his birthday. 62 for Jim today. Can you believe that? Aging 62. well. No, I, I can't believe that. I, I am going to guess here. I don't I don't have this source. This is just an educated guess that Broadus has never once seen a Jim Carrey film. He won't have a single nominee to throw at us here in a few minutes. That's false. Yeah, whatever. Truman Show? Damn. You saw that? Yeah, I did. He did. He's a big Truman fan guy. Is that the one where... like hey, You saw it. I'm, I'm Don't at, ask me. I'm is that asking, the one? Did you seriously say, is that the one after it, saying you saw it? it? I think I did. Is this the one where he's walking along and a light falls from the sky and lands in the street and it busts in front of him and he's starting to kind of figure things out? Is that the is that Yeah, the, he, he's yes. in like a setup world. He's in the setup world and yeah, a yeah, light. He's a, he's a TV show. A TV you light falls. A TV light falls. He's done it. He has seen the movie. <laughs> We are so proud of you right now. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. But then he gets to the end, right? He's sailing his boat, and he hits the, the end of the... Well, let's not spoil it for those that maybe haven't seen it. That movie's really old. It's very it? old. Yeah, yeah, it is. We probably can't spoil it if you wanted, but I'm going to stop. Was he, in stop the, there. was he in The Mask? He I, the thought, mask. I yes. thought... Yeah, but did you see The Mask? It was terrible. He was in a lot. It was not terrible. Oh, not, not, not the mask terrible. with Cher. Not that. Not, not that not, mask. No. We're talking about the one with Cameron Diaz. Where, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Cameron Diaz. We're talking about Stanley liar, Ipkiss. Liar. Stanley bleeping Ipkiss. You're telling me you didn't like Stanley Ipkiss? You this, seen, is like, Dawson? this movie was terrible. This is another one from y'all's youth that you thought was oh, good because you were eight. On. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back because I haven't seen it in a long time. You now, it is a right. movie that I've seen probably double digits worth of times, but it's been... 10 plus years since I've seen it. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't still hold up. I haven't seen it. In but my recollection years. is that is a fantastic movie. I thought it was hilarious. I might have been biased because I, I think there's only one good Jim Carrey movie of all time, and it's Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. And every time that I watched a Jim Carrey movie after that, I wanted similar levels of hilarity and genius. And I never got it. Nothing stacked up. Dumb and Dumber, bro? It didn't didn't do it. Oh my! It was great, but God. the cable guy. It wasn't the, clever enough. The, it was just it was just a slapstick buddy joke off you know yeah what, what which you is get? good which is good you'd like you know? him as the riddler in batman forever you got beef with with, with joke offs uh, you know i just I, I i thought jim carrey by himself was a genius and he didn't need any skits or bits he just needed to be turned loose as he was in ace ventura with a wacky you know character and that was genius and and every everything else i i, I you know i just i paled in comparison 
Well, the cable guy actually sucked. I finally saw that. Thank you. you. Like it? The cable guy is the one that I, I will like. It's, long it's definitely not in his top ten best films. Liar, I, thought, liar. I thought it was Taxi Driver that you saw and thought sucked because I agree. Taxi Driver is another one. Those are the two movies I've seen over the course of the last couple of years that I saw for the first time. That everybody's like, "You got to see, you got to see," and I'm like, "I didn't." I'm sorry, I just I, I don't get it. Didn't live up to that. It's just, it's just maybe it's just not for me. It I don't certainly know. didn't. But Liar, Liar, good call there, Broadus. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Very good. Liar, Liar was very, very good. Mm-hmm. A lot of texts coming in. I'm going to give you time for, to let your text in eight seven. 788-1053, me, myself, and Irene getting sent in. Uh, Bruce Almighty, of course, is a classic as well. That one's getting some love. Uh, and then we'll get to uh, Lucia's thoughts as well. I did want to play some audio. Julian Edelman, who is absolutely hilarious, and you got to check out his podcast, specifically the episode of Danny M. and Dole. I'll have another cut for you maybe a little bit later tomorrow between the two of them and their special uh, bond that they have between the two of them. But Randy Moss, Edelnut. And I love Julian Edelman's voice that he does for Randy Moss's impression, but he ended up being with Moss and Brady, and he just talks about the OG human being. We talk about Randy Moss being one of the best receivers to ever do it. But what about as a person off the field? Edelnut, giving Randy's flowers. The one thing that people don't know about Randy, Randy was the guy, he gave you tough love, but when people weren't watching and when we were by ourselves, Randy would always like love me up because he knew I was battling mentally through the struggles of trying to make this crazy team. You know, as the rookie receiver of the room, I'd have to go in and buy the lunches and he knew I didn't have much much money and he'd always slide me a couple hundred bucks. And, you know, Randy was kind of like that old, older brother for me that always looked out, but in front of everyone, he had to let you had to let them know that like i'm not giving them no no treatment you know that was part of the, the game of entering the patriots that year i mean i'm very thankful for having randy just beautiful the bond that they shared between each other love that edelman and randy yeah i, I always love to hear stories like that veteran guy taking the the young undrafted like he didn't know that edelman was gonna turn out to be awesome right right just uh, extending a helping hand there I do like yeah, that. Randy Moss was awesome, and I don't think we appreciated it nearly no. enough during his playing days. People give yeah. Randy Moss uh, a bad rap, and, and I think Randy's a stud. So I, I thought that was interesting, and then uh, we'll get to the Amendola stuff with, in, in Edelman tomorrow, Edelnet. Uh, but let's get to the top ten. Truman Show's getting a lot of love here, Brian. People do love the Truman Show. Truman Show's the best from the 972. Top ten yeah. Jim Carrey movies on his 62nd birthday, and by golly, I didn't think he was that old. Lucius, you got some favorite Jim Carrey movies? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, let's see. Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Big fan of that one. Me, myself, and Irene is a classic, Dude, bro. It, it is. Uh, Phone with Dick and Jane. Mm-hmm. It's good. I can watch that one over and over and over again. Man on the Moon is fantastic. Uh, Dave Chappelle tells a story about meeting Jim Carrey when he was filming Man on the Moon. He feels cheated because he had to meet not Jim Carrey. Oh. You know what I mean? Yes. Jim Carrey was like, as he was uh, in, Andy he's Kaufman. a thespian in character. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, Liar Liar. Liar Liar is a fantastic movie. Very good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so some of the honorable mentions Liar Liar is being texted in. Number 23, getting some love. Um, yes, man is getting some love on the text as well. The Grinch is top tier from the 903. Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind from the 808. Getting some love. There's a lot of Jim Carrey movies. I mean, when I was he's done a number of serious ones too. Yes, and he's actually a pretty good serious actor. Kind of like Will Ferrell. I was like, wait, wait wait a second. You get serious and you're actually good. That's is surprising to me. But the number twenty three is an honorable mention that got texted in. Um, We've is Robin Williams the greatest comedic serious actor ever? Probably. I'm not going to fight you on that. I love Robin Williams, and he was gone too soon. I know. I I mean, but but as far as the guy that can be super funny and then but. Like win an Academy Award for being super serious. Yeah. Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx could, too. He's the most yeah. talented man to ever live. Uh, we've got Yes Man, as an honorable mention, and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Number 10 is indeed the cable guy, which 
was directed by Ben Stiller. You realize Ben Stiller directed that movie? Yeah, and Ferris Bueller's in it and everything. And I, I mean, it's just, just, I don't know, not a good movie. Number nine, Me, Myself, and Irene, which I think is a little too low. Renee Zellweger in her prime there in 2000. Number eight, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Hmm. Okay, so not Pet Detective, but When Nature Calls comes in at number eight. Number seven is Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And you, if you want some appreciation from Jim Carrey, him having to get into that damn Grinch suit, it took hours. Hours every day. The makeup that got worn for that, I mean, incredible. Uh, the process that went into him becoming the Grinch. You can go check that out on YouTube. Number six is Bruce Almighty, which is funny. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Bruce Almighty is really, really good. Morgan Freeman, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Jennifer Aniston. Steve Carell. Yes, Steve Carell. And then he did Evan Almighty. That's right. You, are you okay? You got something in your eye? My eye's burning, my left one. I don't know did why. Did you get some hot sauce in there like Mike L- Nolan? Well, Mike Nolan actually. No, working? no hot sauce today. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, there's something in the air. I don't know that uh, he was in Bad Santa, 830. I don't think he was. Yes, Pascal Siakam did get traded to the Pacers today. He absolutely did. Number five is The Truman Show. Comes in at five. Thought it would be a little bit higher, to be honest with you. Number four, The Mask. Stanley Ipkiss. <laughs> Shout out to you, sir. In your face, Dawson. Yeah, I, you know, I, everybody's a big Jim Carrey fan. I am, too. I, I just, just don't like that movie. I keep my appreciation to the television show Living Color. And the Ace Ventura character. Yeah. Living Color was good. So waiting for our guy Tolo Jason to text in and, and tell me his favorite Jim Carrey movie. You know, he's a buddy of Tony Spears who we used to work with, and they've been hanging out and texting into the show. But Tolo Jason, where are you at? Where's your favorite Jim Carrey film? We love you, Jason. Love you, buddy. Number three is Liar, Liar. You are really struggling over there. Number two, and I did you guys bring this up? Dumb and Dumber. Yes, uh, yeah, we, we did on. bring it up. We had a good, healthy discussion about it, about how Dawson didn't think it was that funny of a movie. He said it was slapstick. He said it was a joke-off, and he's not here for joke-offs. The sequel was not good, but the first Dumb and Dumber, very good. First one was phenomenal. Hilarious. One of the best comedies ever. Super super yeah, quotable. I, 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 th- I think it's it's a me problem, probably. You know, it's uh, <laughs> expectations of the beginning of suffering. And I thought Ace Ventura was the peak of comedic cinematography. Which you're right. Ace Ventura is fantastic, and you'll be happy to know some suffering going on over there. Yeah, I'm kind of enjoying it. Number one. I don't know what the deal is. My, my left eye is just is just burning right now. It's Maybe watering. you should wash your hand after you pee. Mm. Number one, hmm. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Thank you. Number That's one? Right. It's number one. Lace is out, Dan. Hey, what about his work as the Riddler? That was on, That was like it, 15 he, on the list. He was very good in that. Him and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. So you saw that. That's Two-Face. I've seen a few of the Batman movies, yeah. A, okay. few, a few of them. You're a Batman guy. Well, they're on the airplane. When we traveled to games, they were on. I'd watch them. And I did think Yes Man was pretty good, and that got texted in quite a bit, but it didn't make the uh, the top ten. Well, thank you, Wolchuk. Always appreciate a good top ten here this time of the day. We won't bring Jim Carrey back just for you. It's okay. Three for three on those dismounts. <laughs> one off. Sorry, sorry on your birthday next year, Jim. We won't celebrate. But this is apparently a pretty heavy actor birthday, right? Isn't that what you were saying? You said it's a big birthday day? It's his birthday. Uh, Betty White, may she rest in peace. It was her birthday today as well. Legend. She made quite a comeback in the last decade of her life. Oh, yeah. She looked there for a while. Snickers commercial undefeated. Mary Tyler Moore show. Betty White, that. Football's finest coming up at 5 o'clock. Little hoop next, recapping a, a big day in basketball. Chief, where are you taking us? Yes, sir. Well, uh, we got plenty to recap, but we also need to look ahead. Mavs and Lakers coming up later this evening. We'll go around the rim next year in the nation. Yeah, thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Back Nation here on The Fan. Football's finest is coming up at 5 o'clock. We're going to hit the expressway and, uh, and talk about some of the news we've been discussing earlier today. And I, I want to get into this idea that 
you know, Dak Prescott, just not a big game guy. Um, and that's an interesting deal that I hadn't considered before. And I know it, we're already at midweek. Uh, maybe I should have been considering it all, all week long, but we're familiar with that in other sports uh, where guys just don't have it when it turns to the playoffs. I've never imagined Dak could possibly be that kind of a player. Anyway, here's the Chief with your afternoon rim sesh. Let's go ahead and cut the lights out. We'll put the kids to bed, and the G-Bag Nation's going all 56 inches around that rim. It's always a special occasion when a live animal during a halftime performance urinates all over the hardwood. Mm-hmm. That took place last night in Phoenix. Had a little uh, had a little stoppage going. Uh, I mean, when there's leakage, there is a stoppage. And that took place last night. I don't know what this means moving forward for the live animal halftime show. I do think the live animal halftime show, you know, just the idea that there it could go off the rails on you a little bit. I mean, I saw, did you guys see a few weeks ago, I, I forget what team it was, but there there was there was two dogs doing like jump rope. Like two dogs holding the big jump rope with their mouths and they and then while the other dog in the middle was actually jumping the rope. It was insane. Uh, so it's really cool what they do with these with these animals. But last night they had a a puppy a puppy race, and uh, it turned into one of them just urinating at center court. So that's pretty. I mean, I I don't think you see that every day, uh, but I guess that's something you have to be prepared for if you're going to have the live animal halftime show. Just like if the 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 plate spinning lady at times is just going to fall and you're going to get broken glass all over the hardwood. Yeah, you got to be ready. You got to be kind of rooting for that sometimes. It's entertaining. As long as nobody gets hurt. You're rooting for the dog to go yeah, number one? I'm rooting for chaos. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. Well, uh, the Phoenix Suns in that game last night versus the Kings ended up winning in epic fashion. It was a it was a it sort of a comeback for the ages where the Kings had the 99.9% win probability <laughs> at one point. And then uh, next thing you know... It's like a 32 to 8 run and uh of course you lose. That's what happened to the Kings last night. So maybe this maybe the 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 dog urinating at center court during halftime was was sort of a galvanizer. Just what they needed. For the Phoenix Suns. Like they they requested, "Hey, please go ahead and one there." Just like change the vibes up in here, Just you know. Them, you know, nice little water. Loosen this up a little bit for us, pup. Yeah. Next time, two on the court. Well, uh, he, he, yeah. I mean, that's certainly that. That's the worst case scenario Somebody there. Slips on it. That's uh, that's not what you want. Uh, but kudos to Phoenix, man. Kudos to Phoenix. They kept it rolling, and and they got themselves a, a huge comeback victory. Now tonight, you get Mavs and Lakers. Unfortunately, we got the news today that Pascal Siakam is definitely not going to be a Maverick. What? Yes. At least for the rest of this year. At least for the rest of this year. That's right. And honestly, the more I think about the idea of him not re-signing with the team, it makes little to no sense because uh, the team gets his bird rights and they can offer him an extra year and an extra like 50-something million. So I don't know how Siakam decides to turn that down unless he just genuinely doesn't like playing in Indiana, which is where he will be playing for the rest of this season after the Pacers traded for him today. The Pacers gave uh, a bunch of first-round picks and... Bruce Brown and Bruce Brown might be the kind of guy that becomes available, you know, like it might be okay, Toronto acquired him or whatever, and then they flip him. Um we were hoping for Bruce Brown in the offseason. Yeah. Uh now I don't know because you, you see the Mavericks are connected. They they were linked a little bit to Siakam for sure. They were they were engaging in those trade conversations. 
And then you see names like Andrew Wiggins, P.J. Washington, and uh, our old friend Dorian Finney-Smith as all players that the Mavericks would be interested in potentially trading for. Seems like they got uh, their uh, eyes on the right kind of player. You ask me, Chief. I would like a veteran big. I don't think Kleba fixes much for you because he can't play a lot of minutes and he can't stay healthy for very long. That is for sure. Uh, now, it'll be nice to get him back, but you're right. Depending yeah. on him is is not going to be something you really want to do uh, because, yeah, just the health. I mean, the health factor, almost more than anything there with him, is certainly an issue. Uh, but, my gosh, I look forward to that pinky toe healing uh, very quickly for Maxi because they could use him. They could use him in a big way. I'd much rather have Dodo when it comes to trading for like a Wiggins or a PJ Washington or whatever. Give me Dodo, the familiarity. You know what he brings to the table. And his contract is super team friendly. You're paying him like $13 million, uh, for the next two years as opposed to Wiggins who signed a huge deal. You'd be paying him $30-plus million or whatever for the next like four years. So the, the Andrew Wiggins thing makes no sense if you're the Mavericks in my mind. But bringing back Dodo would be, would be nice. Went on Dodo. I think we're all in on Dodo, right? It'd be fun. Oh yeah, um, bring him home. Yeah, I, you know he, he can defend. I think every position but center, or at least yeah. he could. Most of them. Some of those super quick point guards probably be a challenge for him, but it makes you versatile defensively. I, I think it gives you what you want. It it would put you one player away from championship contender. Now, hopefully, Luca will be playing tonight. He's questionable. Um, he's been out with the ankle for the last few games. Kyrie stepped up in a huge way. At times, other guys have as well. THJ uh, has certainly gotten going a couple of these a couple of these nights, but going up against LeBron in Los Angeles, primetime game. I'm expecting Luca to play, and it's always fun. It's always yeah. fun, Luca in Los Angeles and Kyrie. And there's the story today that is obviously surfacing from ESPN because it's an ESPN game where Kyrie's back in Los Angeles taking on LeBron, but. Uh, so much of last off season involved Kyrie trying to get back with LeBron one way or another in Los Angeles or here in Dallas. LeBron did not want to do that, obviously, but Kyrie was legitimately wanting to reunite with LeBron in some form or fashion, wasn't able to pull it off. And so now they go toe to toe tonight. I saw Brian Windhorse talking about LeBron saying that he doesn't know what's going to happen with LeBron in 2025. Says he feels like LeBron is going to play next year. Uh, but he doesn't know if it's actually going to be for the Lakers. Well, uh, I mean, if he wants to move, it'd be awesome if he could come to Dallas. I'd be willing to take Bronny. I'd be willing to trade up and get Bronny. That's what it takes. I think he and Kyrie Irving plus Luka, that's championship time right yeah. there. It would be historic. LeBron kind of pick and choose his moments. Yeah. I think it'd be great. It's exactly what he needs. Perfect. I mean, he he can still elevate, I think, and be one of the top 10 players in the game in a, in a playoff series, but asking him to grind through a regular season trying to be like 25-year-old LeBron with his usage rate, it's a very inaccurate representation of who LeBron is right now. Yeah, because LeBron, for next season, he's got the player option, so he could just opt out and go somewhere else. Um, he's due to make just over $50 million, um, but I'm sure you know the, the, the financials of it all you know, if he wants to opt out, be a free agent, go handpick his destination, you know, the money part of that will just sort of take care of itself. LeBron's going to get all I mean, the possible st- dollars. He's, he's still doing well enough. If Bronny is happy at USC, I would say I'm going to do another one year with the Lakers and we'll just keep going for as long as you want to go in college. And then when you're ready to end college, then 
maybe I'll consider signing with a different team so we can pull this thing off. But the way Braun is trending, I kind of expect him to go like Tom Brady until about 44. It is pretty nuts. Yeah. I mean, how he's still able to elevate his game when he when he wants to lock in. And I, I do think a team like the Mavericks where he can kind of sit back and let Kyrie and Luka take over at times, and to your point, you know, the injuries do pile up on him a little bit. Sometimes there's some load management he needs to do, but there's so much pressure on him right now in L.A. And maybe they go ahead and, and go off in the second half like they did last year, and then they make a fun run to the conference finals. But I don't know. I find it hard to believe that that's going to happen this year for them. Well, uh, the other team in Los Angeles, the Clippers, man, they're rocking and rolling. They started 0-6 after trading for James Harden. Yes. Since then, um, they are now, uh, or they went 22-1 and after going 0-6 with him. So they're 22-7 and mm. with James Harden. Uh, and they continue to climb up the Western Conference standings. And their new arena that's in the process of being built seems like it's going to be pretty next level. We know about the amount of uh, restroom accommodations that are going to be in that arena. Uh, we have some sound of Steve Ballmer. Yesterday, uh, The they, they released their rules for what is to be called the wall mm-hmm. in their new arena. Uh, and the Intuit Dome is uh, the arena's name. It's a new section of what they describe as 51 uninterrupted rows of fans. And it's just one uh, one side of their court behind the backboard, that whole area just up uh, the arena, basically 51 rows at least of it is what they consider the wall. And that is, there's rules for people who sit in that area. So it's like the dog pound? I don't, I'm not familiar with the rules of the dog pound. Well, no, like an area for the yes, fans. Yes, you have just, a specific fan area. Yeah, like you're, you're like, yeah. They're normal seats. Yeah. But cannot cheer for the opposing team in those seats. Yeah. Cannot wear opponent gear in those seats. And tickets can only be resold in the Clippers marketplace. Yeah, it's like a section 133, but they're putting rules and guidelines. Huh. And it's only a matter of time before a Lakers fan shows up there and, you know, they're, yeah. they're wearing the Clippers jersey, but then, then they, they take it, it off. And then and they peel it, yeah. It's going to be hard to really police that. It is. It's going to be difficult, but the, the new technology that's in this arena is pretty uh, pretty interesting. Here is the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, Steve Ballmer, uh, with a hard hat on in the midst of the construction of the yeah. arena, explaining some the of the... Vest. He's got a vest on, too. Listen, listen to this perk here from the owner, if you're a fan of, of the Clippers. You get up, we're going to know that you stood up. As long as you, you want us to, you've got to give us the permission. We'll know that you get up. We know that you cheer. We know how loudly you cheer. If you're if you're good on those things, we can give you a little discounts around the shop oh. just to, to reinforce that excellent behavior. Hmm. That's interesting. There's so, sensors in the seats. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I, I guess there's something. I imagine your phone, if you allow the team oh. to have access to, they can they can hear how loud you're cheering, mm. how hyped you are, and then you get credits in the fan store. Yeah, uh, I bet that works well for some people. For some people yeah. it'll be it'll be awesome. Yeah, can I could get cheaper seats if I'm going absolutely nuts? I'd it'll be interesting to see if that can incentivize people. There's nobody more interested and in, and more passionate about Clippers basketball than him. My I'm man sure he just wants his fans to care as much some as he of his, his like some of his speeches he used to give, like his like he'd wear like the blue button down and his like sweat just yeah. like Get yeah. shirts like drenched. Really enthusiastic. Yeah, really enthusiastic. I might be drenched. Uh, it seems like we're thawing out in Sunnyvale. We got a broken pipe. So oh, I have to take that phone call there in that segment. No. It's, it's going down to the house. I I, I, I don't know. I, I hope they're uh, capable of cutting off the water. Oh, Told them it's out by the street. Gosh. 
Uh, so I got to take a phone call. But when we return, uh, G-Bag Nation, it'll be time for an edition of Football's Finest. Chief going back-to-back once again. What's the subject matter looking like, sir? Yes, uh, we have plenty to get into. But when it comes to this week's playoff weekend, uh, what, is there a team you're rooting for now? Or are you just going to be hate-watching? Uh, what's your plan for the playoffs next year in the nation? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.